It all started innocently enough. In fact, it could have been a good thing, and for a while it may have been, but it ended in a bloody massacre that few of us speak of even to this day. I've mentioned it once or twice in a family setting, and my dad always tries to laugh it off, but I think his memory of events that autumn evening are fuzzy at best. I say it started innocently, and it did, but around our house in the mid-70s, that minute usually started with a lecture or an argument, maybe a good measure of both, and not always in that order. Mom had gone to the grocery store again. Again, as my dad would always say, she went once a week, whether she needed to or not. And there were a few times growing up I could recall that she didn't need to go, but she did anyway, and usually alone. Thinking back, it must have been her escape. Five kids, ten acres, twenty horses, three full-time employees, a dog, four cats, and two steers named A and B. Creative names, I know. But we were raising the steers for consumption, and it made no sense whatsoever to dignify or personalize them with proper names. Anyway, Mom went to the store quite a lot, and if I were her, I think I'd have done much more than a weekly jaunt to Kenny's supermarket as my escape. I'd go with her occasionally, and I recall being excited by the prospect of getting to go. But for the life of me, I don't know why probably because it meant I didn't have to stay home and shovel shit from the horse stalls. Kenny's supermarket was owned and operated by a guy named Kenny somebody or other. His name always escapes me as I've aged, but not the memory of the store itself. It wasn't large, but it was sufficient in size to serve the majority of folks who called this part of the country their home, and that included us. The aisles were narrow, and most of the canned goods seemed to have a thin layer of dust across the top. But the meat and dairy products were always fresh, so it was pretty much a break-even deal. Dad once said we were making Kenny's mortgage payment for him. And he said it with contempt, like if it wasn't for us, Kenny would be out of business for good. The truth is, he may have been right. But that didn't necessarily make Kenny a bad guy, did it? So, Mom and I make it inside, and with no small amount of effort, I separated a cart from the others at the corral. Not at all surprised to find out I had gotten the one, and I'm sure not the only one, with the wobbly front wheel which made only intermittent contact with the floor. Pushing that cart through the store reminds me of my first car as a teenager, the way it tracked down the road at an angle. If you hit a pothole in that ancient jalopy, it was a bone-jarring experience that left you numb from the elbows down for days on end. The push bar of the cart shook in my hands just like that old steering wheel of my car. In some spots at the back of the store, aisle six and seven if memory serves, Kenny had some potholes as well. One was so bad it even had a small amount of sand scattered around the cracked and peeling edges of the crevice. It made me think they might have actually laid the linoleum right over the top of the dirt without going to the added expense of using concrete or any type of subfloor. Hit that sucker with your bad wheel, and you might not make it out alive. I guided the cart along, constantly correcting my course to the right every time the left front wheel made contact. It was making a continuous whoopa 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 noise that was so bad I thought my brains might soon start to pour out my ears. We were still in aisle one. Kenny heard the racket as we rumbled by and stuck his head up over the frosted glass panel that separated the front store from the rest of the store. 
Sale items are in the basket around the corner, he said. Then he dropped back behind the glass to continue doing whatever it was he did back there without waiting for a reply. Kenny was not known for his personality, only his potholes and pot roasts.